We could survive that. We could survive that. We could survive. Can't be too careful with all those weirdos around. A sorry new adventure. Batman. Mask of the Phantasm. Hello and welcome to We Could Survive That, your survival guide to the movies. I'm Jack and today I'm joined by a phantasm. It's Chris. What is a phantasm? The internet, Chris, defines a phantasm as an illusion, apparition or ghost. So it's a ghost? Ooh, yeah. So we're doing Batman Mask of the Ghost. Phantasm. Yeah, but ghost. But it's it not even a ghost, it's a woman. Spoilers! <laughs> oh dear. So yeah, Batman <laughs> Mask of the Phantasm uh, is a 1993 animated uh, film starring... Um, Batman. Starring Batman, yes, but he's voiced by Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill as the Joker. And it's a continuation of the Batman animated series, which is well praised and well regarded as one of the better Batman adaptations. I mean, it's not on the level of Adam West, but you know... They get points for trying. Or the the 40s black and white Batman. Oh, yes. Very good. Yeah. So, Mask of the Phantasm, Chris, when was the last time you watched it? And what did you think of it? Earlier this year. And I still loved it. And I was like, oh, memories. <laughs> As I watched it. Because uh, before that, I hadn't watched it since I was about 12. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Found it online. Not illegally. Oh, dear. <laughs> And I thoroughly enjoyed it. It is a good film, definitely. It's got everything that you want in a Batman film, for for sure. You've got some detective work in there. You've got the Joker, which is always good, and a good performance from Joker. And, and Kevin Conroy as Batman. He's always very good and puts in a stellar performance. And I think he gets the balance just right between the definitions between Bruce Wayne and Batman, because some of the live-action versions don't get it quite right, and they don't mesh well. Christian Bale... Give him props. He's not Bruce Wayne for a lot. He's not Matt puts. He doesn't put on that Playboy mask often, but when he does, he really gets into it. Oh, is this your hotel? I'm buying it now. <laughs> so yeah, go park my Lamborghini somewhere. So I, I like that, and Kevin Conroy does that very well. Yeah, and uh, yeah, there's some sleuthing in it as well. Phantasm. It's got Batman in it. It's got Joker in it. It's got murder in it. That's all I need for a Batman <laughs> film. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Many people do consider it to be one of the best Batman films. Whatever, uh, including the live actions. We're throwing everything into this ring, are we? Everything, including Adam West. Ooh, that's a tough cookie. It is a tough cookie, yeah. Now, I've got up the Rotten Tomatoes rankings of the five best Batman films. Do you want to hear them? The top okay. five? In order. Okay, in order. At number five, coming in with 82% on the critics, this is all critic-based, not audience reviews, Okay, is Mask of the Phantasm. It's coming in at five. Number five, okay. Number four with 84% is Batman Begins. Number three is The Dark Knight Rises with 87 Number two is the Lego Batman movie with 91%. <laughs> and number one is The Dark Knight with 94%. So all three Nolan films... One cartoon, one Lego animated films. Yeah. I wouldn't put Rise before Begins, would you? No, I like Begins. So I'd so probably shuffle them around a bit. Rise is the Bane one, isn't it? Yes, yeah. Okay. 
Where is the George Clooney Batman? <laughs> um, hold on, I've got the I've got the website on. I can sh- I can tell you I can give you the whole list if you want. I, I it don't would, think we have time. <laughs> we're number ten is Batman and Robin. Shocking, I know. Arnold, he won't leave be back. him alone. Arnold is great. <laughs> Batman v Superman, twenty seven percent. Batman Forever. 41%. This is really interesting, me reading off percentages. <laughs> <laughs> then there's The Killing Joke. Uh, 1989 Batman film, 72%. Ranked number eight. That's quite good. That's the Adam West one, is it? No, that's the Tim Burton one. Is that the Tim Burton one? Oh, oh of course, yeah. 89, yeah. Oh, I thought that would have been higher up. I like the Tim Burton ones. Number seven is the Batman movie from <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> 1966, yeah. Then it's Batman Returns, and then it's the top five that I go into. That's a fairly complete Ish uh, list, yeah. list. Yeah, I think that's all the theatrical released ones. That's why Killing Joke is on there because that was it's an animated film, but that was also given a short uh, theatrical release, like uh, Mask of the Phantasm was. I didn't know that. Did you not? Well, no. Phantasm was only given a very short release in select cinemas, and it was a kind of spur-of-the-moment thing on Warner Brothers' part. That's why it didn't do so well. It only raked in about five million That's quid. not bad, though. But the budget for it was six million. Six million? Yeah. To make a cartoon? An animation, Chris. Show it some respect. But six million. I don't call a, a manga a, a drawing, a stick figure thing. You'd punch me in the face if I disrespected <laughs> it like that. So yeah, no, it was a kind of a last minute thing, but it was well received critically, and um, it's become sort of a, a cult film when it came out on, on video and DVD and stuff like that. So yeah, it is well regarded, and I I can see why. Yeah, I'll get the Blu-ray for Christmas. I've got the got it on DVD. That was close, because I would have got you the Blu-ray. <laughs> I would have given it back to you. That's fine, I would have had it. it. I would have had it. That's your birthday present solved, yeah. So, um, shall we get into Mask of the Phantasm, Chris, and all of its uh, batty antics? If you never use that again. Okay, good. Yes. <laughs> I do regret that phrase immediately. All right, so the film starts off with a gang meeting. A man called Chucky Saw is organising some kind of a money transfer or, or, or dealings, shenanigans of the underworld, yes. <laughs> and his dealings are interrupted by Batman, who smashes in through a window and takes apart his uh, goons, and Chucky manages to get away and runs into a multi-storey car park, which is handily adjoining the building that he's in. So that's good for him. Uh, it takes a while for Batman to catch up to him, for some reason, I'm not sure why. Out of shape. It must be, yeah. He's not, <laughs> he's not been doing his cardio. <laughs> yeah, he skipped leg day. So Chucky's quicker than him. <laughs> but uh, Chucky is accosted in the car park by another caped crusader vigilante, uh, the Phantasm, who's this kind of Grim Reaper type character with a hook on their hand. Plays creepy music and has smoke come in, doesn't it? Yes, yeah, and the smoke's a kind of teleporty, distracty thing. I don't think the Phantasm can actually teleport. No, nah, it's psychological warfare. Yeah, probably. Chucky's freaked out by the appearance of the Phantasm. And he gets into his car, starts to drive off. But the Phantasm jumps on, uses the hooked hand to punch through the window. But um, Chucky, with some sweet driving skills, manages to knock the Phantasm off. And the Phantasm rolls into the road. Chucky does a handbrake turn and sees his opportunity to take out uh, the Phantasm. He drives full pelt at the Phantasm, 
who gets out of the way. Chucky doesn't hit the brakes in time. He careers over the side of the multi-story car park into the air and then smashes straight into the next building. And there's a loud horn blast and he ain't surviving that is Chucky. Batman shows up, sees the wreckage. The Phantasm's gone by this point and some eyewitnesses spot Batman and make the jump that, holy shit, Batman threw a car. (laughs) 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 Or whatever they were thinking, so... Um, yeah, that's Chucky. He's obviously in a state of panic. Not one, but two caped crusaders. And one of them isn't a teenage boy in green and red. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Just surrender when Batman comes through the window. Yeah, but you don't want to be caught, do you? You don't want to go to prison. But you know how corrupt Gotham is with their police and their prison system. You'll probably get out again in a few weeks' time. True, but if it's corrupt and it's not in your favour, then you're... Okay, then you don't want to go. Yeah, so that's probably what Chucky's planning. Once you've de-roofy-card the Phantasm and you've knocked them off... De-roofy-card? I don't know. (laughs) Don't try running them over. Just get out of there. Because even if you do successfully kill the Phantasm, you can see it's not Batman. And Batman's still coming for you. Exactly. All the time you're just... Well, yeah, you're delaying yourself, aren't you? You run them over, you kill them, yay. Oh no, Batman's got you. You try to kill them. Oh, no, you die. You stand there gloating over the body of the phantasm and Batman sneaks up and takes you down by smashing <laughs> your head through the car window or something. So. Exactly. Just get out of there. This is what I'd do if I was a criminal. As soon as the authorities turned up, I'd scamper. Peg it. I, that's it. I'd be gone. Would not even try to fight back or if I had one of them in a position like that, I'd just be gone. Is that what your gangster name would be? Some people are called the weasel or the rat. Chris is called... The scamper. Le- yeah, the scamper. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Chucky, we need the scamperer. <laughs> Where's he got his scamper? He didn't <laughs> want to be here. He had a bad feeling. Yeah, I think I think that's a fair point because Chucky, his instinct is to try and get away, and going after the phantasm, even if he thinks it's kind of a, a Batman ripoff and the phantasm in- isn't on a level with Batman. That's still a big assertion to make, isn't it? You also don't know whether the phantasm kills or not. Exactly. That's the yeah. one thing criminals have with Batman. It doesn't matter what they do, he won't try and kill you. He will always just subdue you. This new person could rip your face off of the hook. They have a hook, for goodness sake. Yeah, that's a horror movie villain all over, isn't it? Yeah. So we want to we stay clear of that as well, yeah. That's another thing this film does well. It sticks to Batman's one rule. I mean, obviously, it's, a, it's aimed at kids. It's a PG. It is quite dark, though. It does things that... Uh, animated films of the time didn't do at that point there's a fair amount of blood in this not like satisfy you levels of blood but no i'm happy with it yeah, what but, it is but chucky gets a little cut uh in in this scene uh joker gets a tooth knocked out which <laughs> yeah and he has blood flying out his mouth don't he yeah yeah batman gets cut up a bit as well so there's a fair amount of Bloodiness. the red stuff yeah yeah i want an 18 rated version of this no <laughs> Well, you got your more adult-geared animated film with uh, The Killing Joke, didn't you? That's And um, I'm sure Dark Knight uh, Returns, that's a more punchy yeah. and crunchy, isn't it? I don't think they're 15s, they're like 12s, aren't they? I want more. I want a, fi- I want a 15 at least. <laughs> Somebody who has a limb chops off. That ha- what, you don't that see happens in. Fl- I know it happens in Flashpoint, but the wound is like then cauterized, isn't it? Because it's like heat vision or whatever. So I want it to cut <laughs> off and I want blood spraying everywhere. Joking, laughing, men- laughing menacingly. Menacingly? 
evilly while standing over the blooded victim that just pours blood everywhere. Uh, well done for horrifying everyone, Chris. Uh, no, uh, Chucky is just the first on the Phantasm's hit list. But uh, before we get to the rest of his victims, uh, Bruce Wayne is shocked when a former love interest of his, uh, Andrea Belmont, returns to town. And um, maybe they get their relationship back on, if you know what I mean. Maybe they reconnect, <laughs> you know. And there's a bunch of flashbacks to when they first met and the early days of Bruce Wayne starting out as Batman and him getting the concept for the suit and uh, his early crime fighting days, which is good stuff because I don't think they did that in the original animated series. It was just he was Batman already and we get backstory from him grumbling probably i don't know i'm, I'm not too familiar with i do it, like the yeah. flashbacks it's got the awesome scene of when he first puts on the mask and is playing the music and alfred's like holy crap yeah <laughs> awesome scene alfred's horrified alfred probably made that too i don't think bruce is much of a, a sewer yeah, no, so probably, probably <laughs> perhaps he's horrified he's like bruce you just have the cow and the cable and you need to wear the rest of it it's just naked <laughs> that's why he's like good god <laughs> Put some clothes on, man. Nobody's going to be scared of you if you're naked and wearing a cape. God. That would be quite scary. Yeah, a naked man fighting crime would be scary. I don't want to get into that, Chris. Next guy on um, the Phantasm's hit list is Buzz Bronski, who is an old friend of um, the dearly departed Chucky. And late at night, Buzz goes to the grave of, of Chucky and lays down a wreath. Also calls him... Uh, also says you were always weak or you were always pathetic or something like that. Just a, a mobster. Uh, you putz. <laughs> <laughs> I outlived you. And uh, yeah, Buzz is then uh, attacked by the, the phantasm who suddenly appears in the graveyard, which is creepy because of all the smoke and stuff that the phantasm lets off. Buzz tries to put up more of a fight and I think he's more of a physical threat to the phantasm than Chucky is. I mean... All the people that the Phantasm is targeting are old mob bosses and stuff, so they're not a particularly physical threat. But Buzz is a big dude, so he poses more of a, a physical threat. Does he have bodyguards with him? He does, yes, but he asks them to stay at the car while Well, he... there we go. Rookie mistake <laughs> for an old mob boss. I, you know, I expect him to know better. Yeah, but it's probably a, a respect thing. Maybe. Really? A respect thing? He throws down a wreath and starts, you know, slagging off the dead. Yeah. Well, maybe he doesn't want the guys to go, whoa, that's... that's God, boss is an asshole. It's too soon, Buzz. It's too soon. <laughs> Jeez. So, yeah, Buzz picks up a, a shovel or an axe or something and tries to hit the phantasm, which cuts the head off of it with uh, the claw. Buzz freaks out, tries to run away, ends up running directly into an open grave and that's falls in. That's a good in. scene. Yeah, and he can't climb out and the phantasm drops a sort of angel headstone on top of him crushes him the henchmen by now have heard him screaming and shouting for their help but they're too late and the phantasm's gone and, and buzz has been squished why does he not have a gun well because he's got his bodyguards and they've got guns so there's no point in him carrying a oh, no no i'm sorry a mob boss the old mob bosses should be especially wary of people such as batman so they would have carried a gun with him at all times i think or some sort of weapon bodyguards included so he would have had two bodyguards plus his own personal gun. Yeah, well, I think that might be a thing that if the bodyguards are taken out, then there's no point in me getting punched in the face by Batman. Then I can just surrender. 
I don't. I think Buzz does pull a knife out as well, so he is armed, just not with a gun. Uh, maybe so maybe he's, take a gun. Maybe he's Buzz Stabby. Buzz so you're, Stabby. You're the scurrier. Buzz is the stabber. <laughs> so <laughs> you've all got your gimmicks, your mob people. So maybe that's his. No, I would have t- at least two loaded handguns with me at all times. Chris the dual wielder. <laughs> dual wielder. <laughs> so when Batman turns up and he goes for your your henchmen or your bodyguards. As he's, you know, scuffling the bodyguard, you just shoot him. Yeah, but again, Batman's probably got a plan for that. He'll probably throw a batarang at you or something. So that's Buzz. What were survival tips for him other than having a gun? Because he obviously does How heavy is his statue, do you reckon? Uh, very. Do you reckon he could have, as no. it fell down, not, not stopped it and held it above his head, but cushioned the blow enough so even though it crushed him down, it'd break his arms, but he, he would soften the impact enough it wouldn't kill him no it's it's a really hefty bit of, of equipment and it's it, the length of the whole grave as well so there's nowhere inside how convenient but yeah <laughs> there's nowhere inside that he could hide uh no wait doesn't it when it falls though it's not completely flat the end of it's sticking out the grave isn't it the, the bit that was on the ground is still sticking out of the grave so as he as it fell if he'd ran forward towards the uh, side it was falling and then crouched down, he would have squeezed in the little gap that was left. Buzz isn't a small guy. Be a small guy. <laughs> no, so even if he had been crouching, the foot of the statue still would have clonked him on the head. Buzz, why the fuck are you going to the cemetery <laughs> so late at night, leaving your protection behind? As far as you're concerned, Chucky died because of the actions of Batman. Perhaps Batman's turned over a new leaf and is now killing the criminals. Yeah, well, that's what everybody thinks at this so point. So why go there <laughs> on your own at night? He operates at night time. <laughs> go during the day when there are other mourners around. I'm not arguing with you. That is a solid point. I d- yeah, there's, <laughs> there's no arguing that. Yeah, if you do think Batman's gone mad, then do everything during the day. Exactly. At night, you lock yourself up good and tight and you don't come out until daylight. In a safe house with codes and turrets and everything. Several case. henchmen around. All yeah. Lot, yeah. Sleep in a safe. <laughs> I'm not arguing with you, Chris. I think that's that's a fair point. That's a fair observation. Uh, Batman goes to the graveyard of the scene of the crime and does some investigating. And uh, that's when he meets uh, Andrea, who's come back from being overseas for 10 years. Coincidence? She turns up and so does Phantasm figure? How do no, you not no, put two, the and same two together? It's not you. You, you spoil it. They're the same person. You've, you've I know Bruce not figured this out sooner. <laughs> well, the phantasm's using a voice modulator, and um, Andrea, she's she's quite clever because she figures out that Bruce is Batman fairly quickly. Exactly, uh, and he can't do the same back. Well, no, he thinks at this point that um, it's her father that's the phantasm because it was him that had the mob connections and the dealings with the mob. Uh, with Chucky and Buzz and Salvatore. So, yeah, Batman's uh, thinking is that the Phantasm talks like a man. Probably that's what he's thinking. He's not wow. thinking voice sexist modular. Batman. Yes, women can be supervillains as well. Poison Ivy, Harley Bat- Quinn. <laughs> Batman should stand down, really, really. The Phantasm's doing a better job. No. He's getting rid of the criminals. Yeah, but killing them, breaking his his one rule. Exactly, that's what they need to be done. The Red Hood would be so proud. No, well, we know how that Red Hood story <laughs> pans out, so that's not great. So that's Batman's detective work. After a bunch of, of close encounters and uh, a sleuthing, he thinks that it's um, uh, Andrea's father who's come back from hiding overseas to take out the mob. 
so that he can come back to Gotham probably or he's just settling old debts and things. The last surviving old guard of the mob is um, Salvatore who's he's, he's very old at this point. He needs a, a gas mask to sort of breathe. He's got problems with his lungs and that sort of stuff. And he's definitely worried by Buzz and Chucky's sudden death. And he goes around trying to ask for help. He asks this councilman who, it turns out, actually sold out Andrea and her father to the mob, told them where they were uh, so that um, a certain familiar-looking henchman could uh, go and, uh, and kill the father. Is which, this the one that's called Jack? We'll we'll get to him in a bit. But, um, yeah, so Sal goes around asking for, for help. He doesn't get any from the councilman. Which leads him to the darkest uh, and the last resort that he can think of. Going to the Joker. So dum, stupid, dum, dum. isn't it? <laughs> no, but if you think about it, who who would you go to? I mean, Sal's got previous ties to the Joker anyway, because the Joker used to be in Sal's mob. He was his sort of enforcer slash hitman, and he's the one that goes abroad and finishes off uh, Andrea's father. So he's a completely different person to who he was in his mob days because he's the Joker. He's, he's completely nutter. <laughs> yes, he's gone completely mad. So he would be the ideal person to ask. You couldn't trust him as far as you can throw him. But who else? Who else from Batman's rogues gallery? No, you go to Batman. No, but he thinks it's Batman trying to kill him. Okay, you don't go to Batman. Yeah, so... <laughs> You so, go to Gordon. So an old mob boss goes to the chief of police. Because at the moment, this old mob boss, I'm guessing his mobbing days are behind him. Oh, there's no more mobbing in... in but his... he's still got... He probably keeps an eye on the current mob situation, I would imagine. So he, he's probably got some information, some news that could help the police. You go to Gordon, you strike a deal. Well, the thing is, Gordon's not on the case anymore because the uh, council... No, because the councilman is hell-bent on catching Batman. And there's a really sweet scene, which is kind of mirrored in The Dark Knight, where Batman's in a construction site and he's having to beat off uh, a swatting that's trying to attack him. Which is what the Joker kind of does in The Dark Knight, isn't it? Where the hostages are actually his henchmen and, and that sort of thing. Remember that scene? That's a good scene in The Dark Knight. I remember that in The Dark Knight. Do you not remember it in Phantasm? Oh, it's a, it's a fairly brief moment, but there's an explosion and stuff. And it's, oh, yeah, I remember that, actually. It's quite good, yeah. yeah. Okay, go to whoever the chief of the police is at it's the moment. It's Gordon, but Gordon's, Gordon's not going to be listening to you because he knows Batman and he's... Are you he, like, Batman's gone nuts, though? No, he's got more faith in Batman than everyone else does, and rightly so, because it isn't Batman, and Gordon knows that. So, Gordon would probably arrest you because he wouldn't... Still so, safer. So, no, so my question is, who else in Batman's rogues gallery no one. would you go to? You don't go to anyone. If you had to, who would you trust? Uh, it's the Riddler. Okay, that's the wrong choice. Because <laughs> the Riddler would put you in some sort of death trap to lure out Batman or something. I'd tell you who I'd go to because who? he's the closest. No, because he's the closest to a mob boss. It's oh, the penguin. penguin. Yeah, right. Okay. Because he's he's more reasonable than bloody Joker or Riddler. Fuck me, Riddler. <laughs> no, because you go to Riddler, be like, Batman's coming for me. You know, you can set one of your elaborate things for it. Oh wait, no, yeah. Because okay. then that he'd put you in a trap, yeah. wouldn't he? <laughs> <laughs> so no, Penguin's the most reasonable guy because he is essentially a mob boss and in the animated show he's 
he's less animalistic than in Burton's one and then in the Arkham stuff. He's more of an upstanding businessman. I think he owns a a club or something yeah, in, the the iceberg. in the animated show. I'm not sure if it's the Iceberg Lounge or not, but he's he's more respectable than most of the other people. What about so Falcone? Falcone, I'm not sure if he's in if he's in the animated show, but again, yeah. he it'd be okay, but he, I don't think he'd have the oomph that a guy like Penguin would have. So you go to Penguin for protection. Would Penguin offer you this protection or, or would he be like, no, if Batman's killing, I don't want anything to do with it. No, if you offered him like, knowledge the same sort of deal that you offered gordon but penguin would obviously use it for evil because he'd probably smell out a profit wouldn't he okay but yeah joker is the last person you'd go to but again sal's connection to him so so stupid (laughs) yeah and it doesn't work out for sal because uh batman he's he's got this photo from sal's office and he does some detective work and draws a smile on on the guy that Class looks like the a Joker. detection. Yeah, and he and he puts the dots together, and um, yeah, it turns out. Oh my God, Sal used to have the Joker under his payroll. It's never stated that the Joker's name is Jack, but it, I, it's what they of, normally go for, isn't it? Yeah, that's what it was in the Jack Nicholson. In that, it's what it was in the um, kill it killing, killing joke, joke. Yeah, as well. Yeah, a lot of the origin things. Obviously, none of them being the one official origin story, do but. Jack is normally the name. Yes, the default one. And it's a good name. I think it's a terrible I, name. I'm biased, as I am. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Batman does that stellar detective work. Uh, and the Phantasm goes off to claim uh, her last... We, we all know it's Andrea now. So <laughs> the Phantasm goes off to claim her last scalp. But uh, it's too late. Sal's already been joker-gassed to death. And he's got a grotesque smile on his face. And... Joker's put a, a robotic camera on his lap so he can see if it really is Batman, see if he really has driven Batman to insanity and started killing. He's slightly surprised when he sees this phantasm there and he goes, oh, you're not the Batman. Who the fuck are you? He <laughs> <laughs> doesn't say that. But, <laughs> That's what he's thinking, though. <laughs> yeah, he's quite put off and um, blows up the building. The phantasm gets out and Batman's there and they have a little scuffle and then that's when batman gets uh sharp in the construction site oh the police helicopter chase him doesn't it? and he, he takes off the cape on the um the cow doesn't he and puts it on a stick or something so it looks like yeah i remember all that now yeah yeah it's a good distraction method isn't it because you just see the outline but then that leaves him vulnerable because he's running around no disguise yeah what you should have done is ripped off the rest of the bat suit at that point oh my god we're chasing the batman and bruce wayne is running around naked on the streets of gotham <laughs> Batman pants. <laughs> no, I think he's just well to keep the rest of his clothes on. Chris. I don't know. Uh, Andrea shows up and uh, takes Bruce Wayne uh, away in a in a like James Bond style. Come with so, me if you want to live. That's the, Terminator style. <laughs> they have a fight, and then once the fight breaks up, he gets shot to absolute shit, and she just goes off, gets changed. She's like, "Come on, Bruce, let's go for a ride." Yeah. Well, she's she's there as the. Well, she was there as the Phantasm. Yeah. And she probably had her car stowed away for a quick exit. And again, no one's going to suspect that she's the Phantasm because everyone thinks she got in. The Phantasm arrived and then she got into town. So everything's a little bit. I was thinking of Batman Begins, isn't it? Oh, or any Batman thing. Oh, Bruce is back from his travels. Oh, there's a new figure called Batman. Yeah. He's so good at being a playboy. That's why. Oh. Batman eventually has to confront joker uh because joker's figured out that it's andrea who's 
the phantasm and he calls her up and Batman's in the apartment when Joker calls up and sends a, a, a toy plane to blow up her apartment. Batman's in there. He manages to escape, but that delays him getting to the old uh, future world sort of expose kind of thing. I like that place. Yeah, it's kind of reminiscent of what Tony Stark was doing in Iron Man 2 yeah with with that expose and that's also where bruce and andrea had one of their dates so that's kind of a symbolic of their love decaying and all sorts of shit so nobody looked at it like that everyone just went it's a creepy theme park it suits joker (laughs) it does yeah but i like to to look at the themes chris you know the similarities between the phantasm and and batman they're both caped crusaders that wear black and work at night and are doing things because their parents died. Batman created the Joker. The Joker created the Phantasm. So it's a kind of circle. So Joker has a, has a fight. He's with a, the Phantasm who's revealed to be Andrea. Dum, dum, dum. You spoil wow. that right off the top of the podcast. Uh, Joker sets a robot on her. Hits her with a salami. The deadliest of the sausages. <laughs> yeah, that's a bit weird when he's doing that, is it? Is it an actual salami, or do you think it's like no, no, it's a, proper a hard one. prop one? No, oh, no, because he's eating it, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. He's hungry. <laughs> Even Joker's got to eat once in a while. Uh, Batman does eventually show up and saves uh, her from a giant fan, which Joker turns on. Andrea then disappears, leaving the Batman and Joker to engage in some sweet fisticuffs with Mark Hamill laughing like a madman. It's really good. <laughs> of course, Joker loses as he always does whenever whenever he has a fist fight with batman yeah and his backup plan is to blow everything up standard joker stuff he's got his thing as he for to have like a, a suicide thing with batman he really wants to do it because he tries it loads and loads to get them both killed together yeah because it's joker's thing he wants to push batman to break his one rule or if he can't do that just take out him and batman he wouldn't kill batman and just leave himself on his own because that would be boring for the joker especially this version of the joker because he's he's really excited when he thinks batman's killing and then disappointed isn't he when it's the phantasm so he's got a death wish which he may have been granted because um the phantasm shows back up grabs joker everything's exploding around them and bruce is is going hey you don't have to do this you don't have to kill him this revenge stuff it's not gonna He's not going to bring your dad back and, and stuff like that. And um, nope, she doesn't care. Disappears in, in the smoke with the Joker, cackling like a madman. And Batman has to escape the explosions uh, through the sewers and he manages to escape. Um, Andrea's not dead. She's uh, seen later on on the boat or on her own. The Joker's nowhere to be seen, so maybe she killed him. Maybe she didn't kill him. Of course him. she didn't. No, because the Joker always shows back up. So yes. I'm guessing somehow the Joker escaped, uh, slithered his way out of that. So, yeah, that's Mask of the Phantasm. It's pretty good. It is good, isn't it? Yeah. Would you want a live action remake of it? No. Because it would be bad. <laughs> what well, if it's a scene for scene remake? That would be bad. Why? Because, right, the animation style is really really good it's, it's sort of tim burton-esque um and it's really gothic and there are some things that you can get away with in animation that you can't in live action and i think this version of gotham 
it wouldn't translate as well into live action. It wouldn't. It would look they've done live staging. action Gotham quite well. The y- Nolan yeah, but films had a good live thingy Gotham. I don't know what city they use for that. Was it's usually Gotham's usually New York, but I'm saying the Tim Burton stuff is all. It was mostly sound stage, and if you wanted that kind of aesthetic to match the animated stuff, you'd have to go back to that because there isn't anywhere that looks like the gothic version of of Gotham that's in this. I mean, the Nolan trilogy just used New York, and they do use some sound stages for that, but again, that's for the major stunt work and when they're blowing up. Isn't the uh, Gotham the, and stuff the Ben Affleck one and stuff? I think it's, is it Detroit they use? I'm not sure, but again, that's a more realistic one. You're not going to see this. Ben Affleck's the more realistic Batman. <laughs> no, the the world it's set in. It's not. It's right. not this gothic version, is it? Ben Affleck's Batman would look really out of place in a in a Tim Burton esque set, wouldn't he? I suppose it he wouldn't might do. Fit. So no, a live action Mask of the Phantasm. Get that disgusting thought out of your head, Chris. We've got the animation. Leave it alone. Stop trying to remake everything. Just trying to think of something in my head. <laughs> Fine. No. I'm fine with the animation. You don't need to make a live action one. Also, if they did make a live action one in this incarnation of the universe, it would be Jared Leto Joker. Um, everyone knows how I feel about that. If There's you don't, nothing wrong with Jared Leto. I don't like it. Why? Chris, shall we talk about the news? Because there's quite a bit. Netflix and Amazon are in a war. Not like a a, a physical war, like a, a verbal. A war of cash. Who can bribe the most? Okay. I probably shouldn't say that. <laughs> who, <laughs> who is willing to spend the most money on buying the rights to a Lord of the Rings TV show. Lord of the Rings TV show? Yeah. What, the three films made to a TV show or a, another storyline set in around the same time? I don't know. <laughs> There'd be fools to try and remake the Lord of the Rings trilogy in TV form because yeah, would, one, we've think, got it. Yeah, it wouldn't go well. Yeah, and everyone would just be comparing it to the Peter Jackson ones, which is unfair because those films are bloody marvellous. So it would Bloody be marvelous. Yeah. So it would be it would be foolish to try and and recreate them in a TV format. Okay. Whether it's a brand new story set in the Middle Earth world or maybe something from the Silmarillion, which is the precursor to the Hobbit and to Lord of the Rings. I recently tried to listen to that on audiobook. Poor. It's too heavy. Oh, it's bloody heavy. It's like <laughs> a textbook. It's not a story. It's like it's Tolkien's background and the law on all of the the like gods and the people that made Middle Earth and yeah, it's re- it reads like a textbook and it's full of really large names that I can't pronounce because they've got sons. Their sons are named after the the father, so there's like seven Galandrils and <laughs> shit like that. So you're completely lost and yeah, it's it's real heavy and I. Fair I, enough. I I didn't get through it, but some of the Lord of the Rings books and the Hobbit books, and they were managed to be adapted into a, a solid action fantasy set of films. So maybe they could do that with the Silmarillion. So it's up to I you. Don't what, know. What, what would you What would you want to see in in if they made a TV show? I don't know. I don't know if I'd want Hobbits in it again, or whether just be focusing on just like I don't know 
a ragtag band of rangers or whatever with some elves thrown in there doing something that was completely unrelated to the ring in any way. You know, something because obviously The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings is essentially the journey of the ring, isn't it? What happens all that a lot. But Middle-earth's a big place. There must be so much more going on. Just some smaller battles that have no impact or aren't impacted by the actions of the films. Yeah, just, more personal story. So like a, a blacksmith band... whose son is brutally murdered by an orc. Yeah, so something like that. Or a dwarf. Maybe shake it up a bit. Maybe there'd be evil dwarfs and evil elves and things like that. So there, there are a number of things that you could do. So... Yeah, that world is rich enough for a TV show, but I'm I'm not sure how good it would be. Who do you want out of Amazon and Netflix? Who would you want to well, get Netflix that? because you've got Netflix. I've got Netflix. <laughs> yeah, I'd agree with that, but Netflix are they're doing a Witcher TV show. I was going to say, what do you want more, a Witcher TV series or a Lord of the Rings TV series? I'd go with Witcher because I want Lord of the Rings over well, Witcher. We've got Lord of the Rings. That's my thinking of it. If I want Lord of the Rings, I can watch The Hobbit or The Lord of the Rings. But then we've got The Witcher. In video game form. And TV series. Yes, a Polish TV series, which you described to me once as shit, I believe. Oh, I saw some of it. It is awful. (laughs) Yeah. So I'd I'd rather have The Witcher... Also because The Witcher it kind of takes elements from Lord of the Rings as well. So there are halflings and elves and things. And it's also very aware of it's a fantasy thing. And they'd take the piss. They'd kick a hobbit. They'll make a hobbit a, a, a bad guy. So I'd, I'd like things like that. It's more of a... It would be fun. It would be much more fun to have a Witcher TV series than a... Just do both. Yeah. Let's have both. <laughs> yeah, but my thinking is because Netflix are doing The Witcher, maybe they won't have... Or maybe they'll go, you know what, we can make more money on Lord of the Rings because it's better known what, than what The Witcher is. <laughs> Let's, uh, we're taking more of a gamble on The Witcher. Let's do Lord of the Rings. The Witcher's, I think, is already in production as well. So they've, oh, they've see al- you later then. <laughs> yeah, they've already sunk lots of money into it. And also The Witcher is more tonally akin to what they do on Netflix with blood and violence and swearing and stuff like that. I mean, there's even swearing in the uh, Star Trek Discovery, so... I mean, there's one F-bomb, but there's loads of blood and stuff in that. It's much more violent. Done so. Only three episodes <laughs> in. <laughs> it's good. It gets good, yeah. I mean, it's good from the start, but it gets better. There's a good wibbly-wobbly time one. I really enjoyed that. But um, yeah, Lord of the Rings. The conclusion of that conversation, I'd rather see The Witch. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Um, more big news, Chris. Don't get too excited. Just I'm not. I'm Go warning. on. It's exciting news, but don't get Go too on. excited. Fox are looking to sell their studios to Disney. Oh, so we're going to get Fantastic Four, possibly, and like X-Men. Yeah. It's not going to happen. <laughs> I told you to contain your excitement. I didn't mean murder anything. <laughs> so dour. The conversations between the two studios have been described as on again, off again in nature. So the chances are, if this does happen, it's a few years off happening because obviously Fox have Deadpool 2 in production and um, I think uh, X-Men Dark Phoenix finished filming or it's midway through filming and New Mutants and all sorts of stuff. But um, yeah, I'm not sure what's happening at Fox because I think they're Mm -hmm. trying to branch into more news and stuff and they're trying to do a merger with sky over here in the uk so i don't know whether that's got anything to do with it and they want to focus more on television than films 
But they're going to sell it to anyone. Disney's the guys that want them to get the Fantastic Four and, and uh, X-Men back into the fold. So. And then they're going to have to bring Hugh Jackman back so he can play Wolverine alongside Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool. They'll probably recast. In a Sorry to say. <laughs> no, I just want a horrible film between them two. Just loads of swearing. You want a horrible film? I mean, horrible is in like full of blood and swearing and stuff like that. You know, like Logan and Deadpool to combine. I just want them combined <laughs> together. Or Spider-Man thrown in there and be like, hi guys, and the nurse will be like, ah, get out of here. Oh my god, I'm being disemboweled. <laughs> this isn't fun. <laughs> I want to hang out with the Iron Man again. <laughs> so much fun. PG. <laughs> I don't like 15. My webbing is on the outside. <laughs> That's not webbing, that's my intestines. Yes, I want that. Yeah, you're not getting that, <laughs> sorry to say. If they merge, <laughs> it will happen. If they merge, then Disney will sanitise everything, as Disney does. So that will be the end of any hopes of a 15. It would destroy Deadpool. Yeah, it definitely would. <laughs> yeah, it would, wouldn't it? <laughs> Deadpool would be ruined. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, Okay, Disney, buy it after we've got... A trilogy of Deadpool films, or however many they want. Yeah, good shout, Chris. <laughs> Deadpool's dead if the House of Mouse gets <laughs> their hands on him. Yeah, so that's what's going on there. And last bit of news, Chris. It was revealed this week. The director of Star Wars The Last Jedi, Ryan Johnson, has been given the keys to a brand new Star Wars trilogy separate from the Skywalker saga. So, although The Last Jedi has not come out yet, Disney appeared to be happy enough with what he's produced on that film to go, hey, have a trilogy <laughs> on me. <laughs> a trilogy of films that aren't connected to... So, what, are they, is it another spin-off series? Like, are they da-da-da Star Wars story? Or is it a completely separate trilogy set in, like, the Old Republic or whatever? Yeah, that's what I, I, I was going to say. I think it, it, it's separate from the Skywalker, so no Luke, Leia, Han, or, or, or whatever, which is good. It's a massive universe. There are more than the Skywalker family in it, so that's good. Trilogy, yes, would suggest it would be three films telling a complete three-film arc. And, yeah, the only one I can think of uh, off the top of my head is the Old Republic and the Darth Revan sort of storyline would would fit fairly well into a trilogy I, I'd, I'd find so yeah would you want an old republic thing yeah exactly. oh, fucking awesome <laughs> they have so much more freedom of the old republic and they can do a lot more crazier things for the jedi and sith because during those eras the jedi and sith were a lot more uh they had a lot more going on bigger ships huge like armor and stuff all these freaky like powers and different lightsabers yeah and and there was a full full on war between the two there factions. was a hyperspace war and then there's there's a lo- there's been loads of wars between those two in loads the republic loads of star wars wow <laughs> not just the clone wars many wars in the stars yeah well, I'll, I'll do a revan type thing okay yeah that'd be good yeah cuz that that'll be set thousands of years in the past, so it wouldn't really have any effect on the, I be- I the Skywalker actually, stories, would it? I did actually see the exact number it set before, because I was playing Knights of the Republic the other day, and okay, that's Revan, and that was it's like three thousand four hundred and something years before A New Hope. Yeah, so, so that <laughs> gives you, yeah, that gives you loads of time to in between, and then you could even flesh it out if the old, say, the old Republic stories are are accepted and they're not, you know, terrible. So. Yeah, it would, it would be be interesting, yeah. And then they could just call it the Old Republic, a Star Wars trilogy. 
I think it'd be like Star Wars The Old Republic and then a subtitle. Yeah. Star Wars The Old Republic, The Phantom of Ewok or something like that. So, <laughs> yeah. Okay. They'll distinguish it from the Skywalker stuff. And yeah. yeah. And this way they can keep making Star Wars films so it can go episode nine is the last of this sort of generation of Skywalker stories and then we get a spin-off and then we get a old republic film spin-off old republic spin-off old republic and then 10 years and we go back to the skywalkers and ray and what finn are doing and things like that so assuming they're alive yeah so I, i'm guessing that's probably their plan isn't it so give the skywalkers a rest before people can turn on them essentially yeah okay sounds good cool yes that's everything chris that's all the news people of the internet. Hello. <laughs> uh, you can email us, we can survive that at gmail.com or tweet us at we could survive. If you've got any thoughts on Batman uh, Mask of the Phantasm or any of the news that we've talked about, are you excited about any of it? Is Batman Mask of the Phantasm the greatest film in history? Of the Batman? No, just in history. Uh, just in history? <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> Um, but yeah, share your thoughts with us on, on there. Uh, we're on iTunes and, and YouTube and all sorts of uh, other places where you find decent podcasts. Give us a rating and a thumbs up and a comment and, and things. You know, all positive stuff. We can leave negative stuff. You know. I'd rather you didn't, but, but yeah. direct it at Jack. Do, 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 do what you want. It's a free country. Depending on where you are. <laughs> Chris, end the show! <laughs> Well, thank you everybody for listening to We Could Survive That, your weekly survival guide to the movies. Next week we're doing, I don't know what. Oh no, Justice League. That's why we do. Oh, that's why we do Phantasm. Okay, next week is Justice League. I knew there was a reason we did a Batman property. (laughs) He's in Justice League, yeah. Excellent. We can spend an entire show saying about how DC have made another terrible movie. Or maybe a good film. Maybe they've learned things from Wonder Woman. No. (laughs) Fingers crossed for goodness and joy. But yeah. But in that case, we'll see you all next week. But until then, keep on phantasming, if that's a word. <laughs> Goodbye. Don't think it is. Fantasiaing. Ghosting. Ghost, yeah. Uh, what, what Vigilanteing. That's, that's ghosting, that's from a film, isn't it? Yeah, I've heard it before. Yeah, I don't know what film. I don't know. <laughs> like a mind-melding thing? Oh, Ghost in the Shell. Oh. No, that's diving, isn't it? When they yeah. dive in. I know, when somebody ghosts, it normally means they, they disappear, they vanish, don't Is they? Is that a Mission Impossible thing? I've heard ghosting before. That's going to bug me. Well, I hope it bugs the audience as well. Everybody enjoy. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>